Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, IHSA Football Championships. We'll also talk about the IU-Purdue matchup in the Old Oaken Bucket and probably squeeze in some hoops along the way, too, some college basketball. Right now, though, he's the star of the show because he's great at what he does. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the best. Let's get right to it, the IHSAA Football State Finals. First, a recap of day one yesterday. 35-28 was the final score to lead things off in Class A. Indianapolis Lutheran topped Adams Central. Lutheran three-time champs, a three-peat for Dave Pash and crew. And we didn't know it at the time, but 35-28 would be the closest margin of victory all weekend. Class 3A yesterday featured Chatard beating Heritage Hills 35-7. And to cap off last night, Fort Wayne Snyder crushed Decatur Central 33-6. Now on to today. The day led off with Fort Wayne Bishop Lures hammering North Posey. Final of 40-3, a key transition of the game. Jalen White intercepted a ball and then on the other side caught this touchdown. I had the call for you on the IHSAA Champions Network. Shotgun snap. McKenzie fakes the handoff. Throwing right side down the near sideline. It is caught. Jalen White. He had the interception to give Fort Wayne Bishop lures the ball back. And now he catches a massive touchdown. Jalen White, a touchdown at semi-state as well as a touchdown in the state championship. How about for Class 4A East Central over Northwood, 42-14. Kid just keeps on getting better. Three touchdowns for Josh Ringer. Here's Mark Forrester. Here's Ringer, untouched. Right corner of the end zone, and he's in. They use the misdirection, pay off, off of the penalty, and there is Ringer for the touchdown. First of the day for him, and he's central as a 20-7 lead. Josh Ringer, what a run this year in the IHSAA. Lastly, just going final, Ben Davis over Crown Point in 6A, 38-10. Greg Rakestra on the call, the IHSAA Champions Network. Quick hitter, double pass, Horton, man all alone, Zachary with the touchdown grab. First pass was a lateral, Horton in stride, hits Zachary. That might be the coup de grace for this one. Just one after another, Thomas Gotkowski, 15 of 23, throwing for Ben Davis. 
156 yards. He had two touchdowns. And Arion Price, 141 yards on the ground, two touchdowns for him. Ben Davis, state champions. Russ Mann, in his first year at the helm, wins a state title. Now in the college football, the bucket game. Purdue finishes the year at 4-8, and eight, beating IU 35-31. Hoosiers will cap off the season at 3-9. and nine. Brendan Soresby, three touchdowns and three interceptions. He threw for 226 yards. But the story was Hudson Card, 21-34, 275 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He was also Purdue's leading rusher, 12 carries, 85 yards. He had a touchdown run. Miami of Ohio by a deuce over Ball State, 17-15. Ball State finishes the year at 4-8. and eight. And right now in Palo Alto, Notre Dame, number 18, the Irish all over Stanford, 56-23. That's with seven and change left in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame scored 21 points in both the second and third quarters. Sam Hartman looks like he's out of the game. Hartman... For Steve Angeli, the young quarterback is now in, so Sam Hartman will conclude his Notre Dame at least regular season. We'll see what happens when the bowl game comes along. What a day for Audrick Estime. 25 carries, wait for it, 238 yards, four touchdowns for Audrick Estime in what could be his final game with the Fighting Irish. College basketball, IUPUI got past Cleary out of the NAIA in overtime, 78-70. It was Evansville over Southeast Missouri State, 93-74. Valparaiso 71, Southern 59 today, and Purdue-Fort Wayne beat Wittenberg 95-64. Number two, Ohio State falls to number three, Michigan 30-24, which means the Big Ten Championship in Indy next weekend, Michigan and Iowa. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you could join us for Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Old Oak and Bucket game goes to the Purdue Boilermakers this time around. Purdue Wins this one 35-31 from the IU Network, John Herrick. John, disappointing day to say the least for the Hoosiers. Interesting, it was a fun game to watch if you don't have any skin in the game, so to speak, but it was a a tough one. And um, final two minutes of the ball game, the Hoosiers turn it over on downs, uh, and uh, that kind of wraps it up for them. Unfortunately, lost four of their last five. So uh, just a, a disappointing day for the faithful. Yeah, uh, the biggest disappointment of the day, I think, Bob, was the tackling on defense. I mean, just really, mm-hmm. um, you know, you really feel bad for Aaron Casey, who is a six-year senior for IU. You know, this was his final game. Um, right. He had 11 total tackles and four tackles for loss. but And Lewis Moore behind him had six. And I got to tell you, aside from those two guys, nobody else really did a good job tackling the football. I mean, and the biggest problem was getting their hands on Hudson Card. There were probably about mm-hmm. seven or eight times they had mm-hmm. Hudson Card. It looked like dead to rights, and Hudson would bounce off and, and make some big plays either with his arms or his legs. He had three passing touchdowns. He had one rushing touchdown, uh, and he was doing it with a rib injury. So you got to admire his toughness and what he was able to do and and the other thing that's disheartening about this loss from the IU standpoint, Bob, is that, you know, Indiana had a double-digit lead against Illinois two weeks ago. They led 27-12, right. could not hold it. They had a 28-18 to lead in this game and could not hold it. So, um, disappointing day again for the defense. And then offensively, yeah, they scored 31 points, and Brendan Sorsby threw three touchdown passes. But he also threw three interceptions, and he missed a wide-open E.J. Williams down the field one time where E.J. was all by himself. If he gets that ball in bounds, that's a touchdown. So 
both sides of the ball and even the special teams, too, had some miscues. It, it was just – and the sad thing is you only lose by four. If you clean just one mm-hmm. or two of those things mm-hmm. up, uh, the bucket's back in Bloomington. But it's not. Uh, Purdue did not have any careless turnovers and, and, and really did a good job taking care of the ball. And Hudson Card was fantastic. And, and uh, both teams weren't great on, on third down, but Purdue was just a little bit better on third down uh, than Indiana was. And winning on third down is usually a pretty good uh, recipe for winning yeah. the football game. Yeah. So got to tip your hat to the Boilermakers. They got it done. And uh, they were precise with how they did it. What's uh, what's the explanation, if there is one, for why they're for their inability to protect leads uh, in the second half? It's it's a mystery to I think even the coaching staff right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I don't even really. And some of the things that's really bizarre about it, and you know, you wonder, um, you hear rumors, you hear about, you know, you don't know what's going to be true or what's not. But in the age of the NIL. Uh, and and the transfer portal, you know that these guys are being recruited. Everybody on every college football team is being recruited to come to another school. I mean, that's just the age of college athletics that we live in now. Right. And you just wonder if when certain guys are trying to go for punch outs or just try to make the big play instead of just making the sure handed tackle. Right. Are they maybe right. trying to say, hey, let's let's get a let's get a highlight real play so another team will get me and pay me a lot of money. I don't know if that's the case here, but there's been some very sloppy tackling and some very sloppy play where you just kind of wonder, are guys just trying to make plays for themselves? You know, you just, you just don't know. Only the coaching staff mm-hmm. can answer it. But, yeah, it's very strange when you got Tom Allen, who is a defensive-minded coach. Um, right. That's his background. And then this defense has struggled so bad uh, for these last three games. It's, it's, yeah, it's perplexing, and it's something that they'll have to address in the offseason. It absolutely is perplexing, and now, as you point out, you got to you got to play the NIL game and the portal game in these next few days. It's a it's a it's a different world to say the least. Yeah, and, and, and it used to be in the past that you would have some downtime uh, to, to collect right. yourself. No, you really don't now. I mean, and even and even before, you know, if your coaching staffs now are having to, while the season is coming to an end, at least in the regular season trying to make sure that they can entice their players to stay before right. this period right. of transfer portal and NIL period takes off and gets to an even higher fever pitch because once seasons are over, then everybody's you know trying to make moves. So uh, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting era that we live in with, with college <laughs> athletics right now. But uh, this Indiana football program has got to figure out a way to adapt to it, that's for sure. You got time to hang with me after the scoreboard update and talk some hoop? Sure, no problem. I know you've had a long day, so uh, I appreciate you doing it. We'll come back with John Herrick, talk some IU basketball. I've got a game tomorrow at Gainbridge Fieldhouse taking on Harvard. We'll talk about that, plus the Big Ten opener coming up uh, on Friday against Maryland. So we got a lot to talk about. Football today, Old Oak and Bucket goes to Purdue. And we'll talk more about that when we come back on Indiana Sports Talk. Again, just going final a matter of minutes ago. Greg Rakestraw will be on soon to talk about it. Ben Davis wins the 6A state title over Crown Point 38-10. And it was a massive second half for BD. 
They went to the room at halftime. 10-3 was your score. Crown Point did execute a field goal at the end of that second quarter, be it they did it in dramatic fashion. The clock usage, they had to burn a timeout right at the end, but they did get three on the board, but BD ran away with it. A massive third quarter, 21 points in the third Crown Point did get a touchdown in the fourth quarter, but BD, your 6A state champ, 38-10 over Crown Point. Crown Point did go to the state championship for the first time in program history under Craig Bezea. So to recap the day in full now, boy, wide margins of victories. Class 2A finish 40-3, Fort Wayne Bishop Lures for the 12th time in program history, state champions. And, boy, if the, you are talking baseball terms, Fort Wayne Bishop Lures is a Hall of Famer times a million. We're talking Hercules-type numbers. They are 12 for 17 in the state championship. Now, be it Chatard yesterday with their 35-7 win over Heritage Hills, they are now 17 of 18 in the state championship, if you could even fathom that. Class 4, a midday, East Central took care of Northwood. Final of 42-14. East Central goes back-to-back, and they cap off the year with a record of 15-0. Plenty of sound on the way a little bit later in conclusion of the 51st annual Football State Finals. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We revisit John Herrick from the IU Sports Network. Old Oaken Bucket goes to Purdue. Purdue, uh, um, IU's men's team tomorrow taking on Harvard at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. I like this game. I like this matchup. It's... um, it's great to be able to go and play a team like a Harvard. You can see somebody different because you're getting ready for the big matchup on Friday with Maryland to open up the Big Ten season. Yeah, yeah, Bob, exactly. And Harvard is going to really pose a challenge on the defensive side. They have scored they scored 78 against um, you know their first opponent, then they scored 89 against Rice, 80 against Northeastern, 78 against UMass. Uh, and then 76 in their recent win over Colgate. The only game where they didn't score 70 was at Boston College, but they still almost did score 70. They uh, got beaten that game 73-64. So you look at how the Indiana Hoosiers have been defending, and they've been struggling to defend the three-point line. Harvard can shoot me can certainly shoot it from the three-point line. But again, um, as you and I talked a little bit about last night, mm-hmm. has Indiana possibly found something with that 2-3 zone, and, and how much will they right. use that combined with their man-to-man, or have they shored up their man-to-man defense? That's going to be something that they will certainly be challenged by. Uh, and then you mentioned Maryland. Yeah, that's Indiana's first Big Ten opponent, and a lot has been made about the fact that Maryland right now is one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten. Of course, nobody's played a conference mm-hmm. game yet, but they're 3-3 three and three, uh, with losses to Davidson, UAB, and 21st-ranked Villanova. But I will say, though, in their recent games, they dominated UMBC 92-68 and beat South Alabama 68-55. to They have two guys that really should scare you if you're scouting them and that would be Julian Reese and Dante Scott. Those guys get double-doubles quite often, and even in their UMBC game, you got to watch out for Jameer Young, who scored 20 points, and Reese had a double-double. So uh, it's not like just because their record has not been great so far and they've had right. uh, odd performances and some, and some losses that make you scratch your head, it's still a very talented team that beat Indiana at Maryland last year. I know this game on Friday night will be at home, Uh, But again, Mm -hmm. Maryland is still a challenging team for whoever they face. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. He's John Herrick from the IU Sports Network. IU losing today in football to Purdue, taking on Harvard tomorrow in basketball at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. John, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day tomorrow and have a great week. Thanks a lot, Bob. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. IHSAA football championships just concluded a few minutes ago. The 6A championship goes to Ben Davis. They beat Crown Point 38-10, to the man who had the call on this game on the IHSAA Champions Network, Greg Rakestraw. Greg, thanks so much. You've seen Ben Davis quite a bit throughout the year from the IFC Sports Network. Uh, it, it seems, you know, just on the as an outside observer looking in, seems like a, a typical performance for Ben Davis tonight for the championship. Yeah, it kind of took them a, a, a half to get going. You know, it was 10-3 at halftime. Scoring the opening drive, probably had what should have been a touchdown that, that didn't get called that way. Uh, kind of let Crown Point hang around the game, but quickly took care of business in the third quarter. Outscored the Bulldogs 21-0 in quarter number three. Ben Davis gets title number 10. And to their credit, again, given the run that they have had so far, you know, in this month, you kind of wonder, you know, would they have a hiccup against Crown Point after getting past Brownsburg, Cathedral, and Center Grove in the span of four weeks? And the answer is mm-hmm. no. And congratulations to Russ Mann in his first year as a football head coach. He wins <laughs> a state championship at Ben Davis. Well, I'll tell you what, he did a masterful job. You talked about it. The, the schedule they played uh, in the tournament alone just to get to this point, beat some of the premier 6A teams in the state to get to the championship game. They're, they're battle-tested, and it certainly showed tonight. And just by way of geography, you know, they ended up with kind of the toughest path. You know, Brownsburg's in their sectionals. They needed to get them in week one or week two. They got them in week one, and I was thought a hubbub is made about those two playing each other the first week of the tournament, and I understand it. But I think the unique nature of 5A and 6A is when everybody gets that first weekend off, I'm not sure either team minded getting the extra week to prepare for that game. And I pointed this right. out on the radio broadcast in the fourth quarter. Folks, don't forget that in the first playoff game, Ben Davis was down 25-7 to with nine and a half minutes left to play. And they find a way to beat Brownsburg. And it wasn't like they coasted because they had to go to overtime to beat Center Grove. Cathedral absolutely battled them to the final minute of that game. Um, this is a Ben Davis team that was really good, that was really solid on uh, on defense, but, but had the mental fortitude and self-discipline to avoid making big mistakes against great teams uh, all throughout their tournament run. Well, they they have playmakers, as I talked to Russ Mann earlier in the week. They they literally have tremendous, tremendously talented young men on both sides of the football. You know, like the Zachary kid who's a two-way performer and makes things happen. He was. Um, you know, and they seemingly had kind of a different star, you know, most nights offensively. Uh, defensively, they had four interceptions tonight, which is kind of their M.O. all season long. Two of those were by Alvin Contreras. Um, but tonight's offensive star was Elijah Price. 
He had two rushing touchdowns. He had 13 carries, 141 mm-hmm. yards, had four catches in the night's game. From a, from a wide receiver standpoint, even though Nate Williams has been their leading receiver all year, Zachary's kind of been the big play threat. But I want to point out a young man named Zane Skabinski. And Zane has been a varsity player for three years, but really has kind of grown into his role this year. But how about this for a finishing kick? In the first 12 games of the season, Zane had three receiving touchdowns. In the last two, the semi-state and state championship games, he has five receiving touchdowns. <laughs> Zane yeah. had, 20 ca- had 20 catches on the year coming into wow. the game, and he had five touchdowns in the last two games. It was, it, it was just a sign that everybody stepped up, everybody did their job on their way right. to the state championship for Ben Davis. All right, so prior to the 6A championship, you also did the call on the 4A championship, which went to East Central. They ran the table, repeat as 4A champions uh, this afternoon over Northwood. Uh, Another um, uh, very impressive win for this East Central ball club. Well, to put it in perspective, this won't make the folks from Wakarusa and Napanee feel maybe any better tonight. That is the closest that anybody in the state of Indiana has been to East Central this year. It's a 28-point mm. game. The only game closer than that that East Central had was against Archbishop Moeller out of Cincinnati. And, I, and forgive me, I don't know their results from this weekend. They were playing in the Ohio semifinals in the large classification this weekend. <laughs> and they mm. lost three times to teams from Indiana. East Central, Center Grove, and Ben Davis all had Ws in the first four weeks of the season right. against Archbishop Moeller. Uh, what East Central did uh, was jaw-dropping. They scored over 700 points. They held opponents to under 100 points over the course of the season. Josh Ringer finished the year with 60 touchdowns. He is literally the second leading scorer in the nation this year. Going into today's game, Bob, he had scored once every five times he had touched the ball. This was an amazing team that Coach Miners put together at East Central over the course of the last couple of years. Wow. Uh, Very deserving of the championship. Uh, I wish you could take a day off, but you can't. you got a little gig tomorrow. Uh, you got to get back in that building again tomorrow uh, with the Colts and the Buccaneers. This is a busy weekend for you. It is, but but it's not like we have real jobs. We get paid to go to ball games for a living. Um, I know I don't. <laughs> and there are there are folks behind the scenes that literally are wrapping up the television broadcast in the last few minutes. They have to kind of be back in there at six or seven a.m. I at least mm. get to work kind of the the, the swing shift. I get to right. show up at about eleven thirty. Now I leave at seven o'clock tomorrow night. But again, I get paid to go to ball games for a living. Life's pretty good for me. I think it is good for you, and you're pretty good at it yourself. Greg Rakestraw from the IHSA Champions Radio and Television Network on the call of the 4A Championship, won by East Central, and the 6A Championship goes to Ben Davis. Greg, thanks. We'll talk to you next weekend. And good job in not letting our Jaguars lose to Cleary this afternoon, by the way. Well played by you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to talk about that game coming up after the scoreboard update. Have a great night, Greg. Thanks, Bob. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. It will be a happy flight home from the west side for Notre Dame. The number 18 Irish roll over Stanford 56-23, your final 
The Irish scored 21 points in both the second and third quarters and just got a massive performance from Andrik Estime on the ground. He averaged nine and a half yards a carry, finished with 238 rush yards on the day and four touchdown scores. G. Brian Payne also had a touchdown, six carries for 35 yards for him. Sam Hartman only threw the ball 14 times, 140 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. And Steve Angeli, the backup, was in the game briefly. So the Irish are 9-3, and and now bowl season approaches as Marcus Freeman and crew take care of business at Stanford. As for the bucket game today, highly competitive one, but Purdue held on 35-31. Boilers finish the season at 4-8. and eight. IU concludes the campaign at 3-9. and nine. Maybe the best day of the year for Hudson Card. 275 yards through the air. He was 21-34. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was also Purdue's leading rusher. 12 carries, 85 yards for Card, plus a touchdown score. Ball State finishes their season at 4-8, and eight, falling to Miami of Ohio today. That's a final of 17-15. Marquez Cooper was fabulous. For the Cardinals, though, 31 carries and 136 yards. Mentioned this earlier, number two Ohio State fell to number three Michigan 30-24, which means the Big Ten Championship at Lucas Oil Stadium next Saturday. Iowa and Michigan. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Just ahead of a discussion about Notre Dame and Stanford, we're going to talk a little IUPUI basketball. I had the pleasure to work with Rick uh, Johnson this afternoon in overtime. Jags beat Cleary from Michigan 78-70. Rick, long time no talk. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Coach, did you miss me from earlier today? <laughs> yeah, I spend as much time, you know, this is how my life is with my wife. I don't know why she's been married to me for 54 years because I'm, I'm never around because of you know crazy schedule I've decided to keep but yeah it, it was you know it was fun you were number one you were great uh and, and I thought uh that this this was an I didn't anticipate this game being that much fun it was a fun game to call uh here's Cleary the great story they've just started a program this is their first year in existence they're an NAI school up near Lansing Michigan and they gave IUPUI everything they had and IUPUI survives in overtime yeah coach thank you thank you again for the kind words even even more interesting with the Cleary story they wanted to start the program a couple of years ago COVID hit so it gets pushed back to this year they don't have a home gym on campus they have to drive 35 to 40 minutes to Lansing Community College to play their home games they come in to get the first four points of the game they close the first half on a Mm -hmm. 17 to 6 run and they lead by six at the break and then it's back and forth, and this 5'11 guard named Benny Crenshaw Jr., who transferred from D2 Northwood, had an amazing look at the horn to get out of Indiana Farmers Coliseum with a win. It, it somehow rattled out. You and I both thought it was right. going to go in. Right. And, uh, and yeah. the play of B.J. Jackson in the second half in overtime, it wills IUPUI to a win, and, they, and the Jags snap a four-game losing streak. But it, you're right, it was a really, really fun day from the fairgrounds this afternoon. It was a fun, you know, IUPUI could just never get any any separation from them. You know, they clearly made big shots. If a uh, couple of perimeter players who are pretty talented kids, and in this day and age probably won't be there long because somebody will try to snatch them up they're that good but it was good to see this young Jags team though uh, these are the kinds of games that on paper don't seem impressive but they are in real life because of that concept of learning how to win and you've got a lot of young guys trying to figure out how to get these kinds of things done that's important in the growth and maturation of this team 
You're exactly right. And Jalen Counter was the offensive spark plug, right. gasoline, right. all of it for the Jags today. Had 20 points. He picks up his fourth foul with just over 10 minutes left to go in the second half. At that point, no one else thought Brian P.Y. had more than five points. So you, right, you and I look right. at each other one point, like, who's going to Well, you and I people? both think this is real trouble. Yeah, yeah we thought it was yeah. big trouble, quite frankly. Yeah. yeah. And the, I think D.J. Jackson hurt us because then he comes out and scores seven in a row <laughs> and gets IUP, EPUI the lead. Bryce Monroe helps him out. Right. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, it was it was a really big learning day for IUPY, and it's really important because they start Horizon League play on the road at Wright State next week. So it was an exhibition game for Cleary. They didn't play like it, but it was a really, really important win for IUPY, and I think an important game for Cleary as they're still looking for that first official win in program history here in their first year. It was a really fun day. It, it, you know, it was a fun day. It really was. And, it was again, it was great to work with you. IUPY with a good win over Cleary of Michigan, 78-70 in overtime. Rick Johnson, I look forward to spending a lot of time with you throughout the basketball season. And, again, congratulations. You were great. Uh, I'll work with you anytime, anywhere. Name the time, name the place. I'll look forward to it. be my honor. Thank you, Coach. Right back at you. It's an honor to be with you today. Thank, thanks very much. College football today, Notre Dame with a win at Stanford. Big win. Wraps up a pretty successful, I think, a successful year. But, you know, we'll all hear and we'll let the faithful decide. 56-23 the final over Stanford. Dr. Lynn Clark joins me from Irish 101. Big win. I, and, again, Lynn, you know me. I, I don't have a, a dog in the hunt, so to speak. Uh, I thought it's an impressive season. Uh, and this is a good one, good momentum builder going into whatever postseason plays ahead of them. And they ought to be happy. This is a pretty good win. Well, they have a chance to get another 10-game win season if they win a bowl game. But Notre Dame got off to a rough start at Stanford. They trailed 13-7 to at the end of the first quarter, and the road – Gremlins might have come out again. Sam Hartman fumbled the ball away, threw an interception. Right. But then right. he settled down. Notre Dame with 521 yards of total offense. Defense playing spectacular. Uh, Jack Kaiser coming up with an interception. Special teams contributing. Javante John Baptiste picked up a block field goal attempt and returned at 60 yards for a score. Notre Dame with 42 unanswered points, really to break the back of the Stanford Cardinals as they defeat Stanford 56-23. They're now 9-3 and three on the year. Uh, running back Autrick Emery had a fantastic day today, did he not? He did. It might be the final game. Uh, Irish fans will see him in uniform. 238 yards, four touchdowns. Wow. 1,300 yards on the season. And he did a lot to contribute to the 521 yards of total offense for the fighting Irish. So right now the Irish will sit back and enjoy this victory if they come back to South Bend. And then in about a week or so, they'll find out where they will play in the postseason. You're talking the Pop-Tart Bowl, right? We're talking the Pop-Tarts Bowl or the Reliquist Bowl. Those are the two that have been prominently mentioned with Tennessee and LSU as the possible uh, <laughs> opponents. And I know a lot of people would like to get Brian Kelly out on the pitch yeah. to uh, <laughs> yeah. a score, you might say. You know, if I'm in charge of that bowl, I'm moving heaven and earth to get LSU and Notre Dame. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, Why would you not do that? Day. It'll feel like a New Year's Six game, but uh, we'll see what happens, what happens. But uh, 
right now, as we talked about it last night, we'll find out who will play in the bowl game, who might sit out, who is going to transfer, hit the transfer portal. And that's the, the one side of college football that we don't like. But we'll sit back, enjoy this victory, 56-23, as the Irish will get the Legends Trophy and take it back to South Bend. Well, good for them. I mean, again, I think uh, I congratulate uh, Coach and, and his guys on a, a good year. Uh, unless you win every game and win the national championship, it's never enough. But I think that's a good start toward it. And uh, I'm with you coming up uh, the, the portal and all that kind of stuff. It'll be crazy. Lynn, I know you're in a hurry. I know you got a gazillion things to do. Thanks for squeezing me in. And have a great week, okay? Thanks, Bob. You too. Thanks so much. Mark James joins me, who was working, I mean working now, on the IHSA Champions Radio and Television Network. He had the uh, 3A championship game on Friday, uh, and also uh, today was doing some heavy lifting uh, on the uh, – in the booth today. What, what game did you have to do? Oh, you had the 5A. You had, excuse me, you had the 6A matchup that uh, Ben Davis won. Mark, thanks for taking time. I know you've had a long, long weekend. Very impressive win by the Giants. And congratulations to the James family, your son Evan, very important member of the Ben Davis staff. And so you all must be ecstatic about this game tonight. Well, Coach, thank you. And uh, you know what athletics has meant to my family over the years. It, it, sure. It's everything. And, you know, it's meant a lot to your family as well. And you know my son about as long as anybody has. And, yeah. And I, yeah. I just think this kind of irony. You know, Coach, this is his – he's 31 years old. This is his third trip to the state finals as a player or an assistant coach. And this is his first state championship. And appropriately <laughs> enough – he wins it with the Ben Davis Giants because it was none other than Dick Dullahan who gave him his first coaching job at Bishop Dullahan Camps right out of high school. And I would tell you uh, that this is not coincidental uh, that, that he's had this success at this young age. Some people have it. You know, whatever it is, he has it. And uh, it clearly is not accidental. He's where he is because he's great at what he does. Well, thank you. And he's been influenced by some of the all-time greats. I mean, uh, Mark Bless gave him his first varsity coaching job. Our good friend Lance Scheib has given him a ton of experience at, at SOS camps. He went to Zionsville, and uh, that staff uh, really uh, welcomed him, and he got to learn from a legend like Larry McWhorter. Everything was to learn about right. defense. And right. Two years D coordinator at Speedway before Jason Simmons and then Russ Mann and that staff welcoming on board at Ben Davis. And it was just a, a special night uh, to be part of the pride of the West Side for sure as the Ben Davis Giants in convincing fashion claimed their 10th uh, state championship. And, Coach, they did not back in here. They beat number one, yeah. number two, and right. in the postseason. And they trailed in all three of those games before finally winning out and winning a state championship. But let's not take anything away from Craig Buzia right. and the program right. that he put together relatively short amount of time at Crown Point. Uh, this was their first ever trip there, and I got a sneaking suspicion they're going to be back. Hey, Mark, I need you to hang on, if you can, uh, through this school board update. All right, we'll yes, come back, would. talk some more football with Mark James on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Coming up here, top of the hour, we're going to get you all the sound and scores and stats and the whole shebang of everything you need to know from the 51st Annual IHSAA Football State Finals at Lucas Oil Stadium. For now, here are all the final scores 
from the weekend. Started with Class A. Lutheran, three-peat over Adams Central, 35-28. Lutheran finishes the year at 13-0. That took us to Class 3A, where Chittard goes back-to-back, handling Heritage Hills, 35-7. Rob Doyle and Bishop Chittard, 15-0 for the season. Last night, it was Fort Wayne Snyder over Decatur Central, 33-6. Snyder caps off the season at 13-1. Today, started with Fort Wayne Bishop Lures, hammering North Posey, 40-3. That defense for Lures. Everything and more for them, capping off their first state title since 2012. Remember, they had a four-peat from 2009 to 2012. Their head coach, Kyle Lindsay, he was a two-time state champ as a player, former Mental Attitude Award winner. Now he gets his first as a head coach. Midday today, Northwood fell to East Central 42-14. East Central goes back-to-back, finishing the year at 15-0. And lastly, just going final, about an hour ago, Crown Point. And Ben Davis, it's BD with the win. 38-10, the Giants are state champs in Russ Mann's first year. Statistically-wise, Ben Davis scored 21 points in the third quarter, rushed for 205 yards on the day and 218 yards of receiving. I'm Brendan King, Network Indiana. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Mark James rejoins me from the IHSAA Champions Network. Had the call of the 6A championship win by Ben Davis, 38-10 over Crown Point. All right, Ben Davis, uh, Mark, very impressive, very impressive win over a gutty and very talented Crown Point team tonight. Yeah, I mean, they're just so strong up front, and that's, you know, as you know, that's where games are won and lost, and they're very strong up front on both sides of the football, and they just have so so many weapons offensively. I mean, their quarterback, Thomas Gotkowski, is as good as you'll find anywhere, and Elijah Price, I'll tell you, uh, for a kid that's about 5'6", 5'7", 5'8", I'm telling you right now, his vision and his center of gravity is about as good as you will see as a running back. He makes a lot of people miss, and he's got a lot of defenders always scratching their head wondering how they missed him. And, oh, by the way, they've got three or four wideouts that are pretty explosive as well, including mm-hmm. uh, one by the name of Mark Zachary, who's a pretty good two-sport athlete that I'm sure their basketball program will be more than happy to get back on Monday. It's just a lot of weapons they can throw at you, and they put them all on full display tonight. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You know, we talked earlier with uh, with Greg Rakestraw, and I think it's pretty well documented that to get to this particular point, Ben Davis had to beat, oh, I don't know, Brownsburg, Center Grove, um, Westfield, <laughs> just to name three to get to this point. And that is that is a brutal schedule. And to get in and, and win this game the fashion which they did, they're very deserving of this championship without question. Well, and let's not forget, they trailed in all three of those ball games. And, and this right. is a football team that quite 
Barkley was a little banged up. Uh, you know, uh, Skabinski, their outstanding receiver, had a couple of great grabs tonight. Uh, he was banged up at times throughout the season. Their quarterback, Gokowski, he, he missed a, a, a game earlier this season. And uh, it, they developed really a next-man-up philosophy. I, I thought it was interesting, the stories that, you know, as you start doing the preparation, that uh, these 40 seniors, quite frankly, decided that this was their mission back when they won, last won their last state championship with Mike Kirster, and I think it speaks to the influence to upperclassmen that might be listening, the influence that you can have over the players in your program right. that will play right. in the when you set the example for them, they want to live up to that, and they want to be just like you. I mean, and, and, and that's exactly what they were able to pull off tonight. Uh, they started on this mission essentially back on November 7th of last year when they were beaten by 28 points by Brownsburg to end the campaign. And uh, this senior class led them all the way through the winter, all the way through the spring and summer, and led them to a state championship throughout this amazing run. All right. You are the voice of the Indianapolis 500. Do you have it circled how many days you have until the 500? Well, you know, I, I'm honored and I'm privileged, but quite frankly, Coach, uh, I, I'm 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 going to celebrate a state championship with my son this week. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I have to get, listen. Make sure you give him a hug for me because I've known him since he was born, for heaven's sakes. And, you know, what What I normally – I look forward to being, you know, at Lucas Oil watching the championship because I know he's going to be there and I know you're going to be there. Uh, this year, a little bit different. He was there, but he wasn't up in the press box. He's down doing some serious work. So uh, give him a hug for me and congratulate him. Tell him I'm really proud of him. You've been a bigger positive influence on him than I think you'll ever understand. He speaks fondly of you, and we appreciate the love <laughs> and support you've given for the years. Thank well, you, Coach. Well, I have him fooled. Oh, thank goodness. All right, go to the celebration. I'm glad you called, and uh, give my best to everybody, all right? I'll do that, Coach. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Man, oh, man. That's big. All right, we're going to come back. Short break. We've got a lot of ball to talk about. It's a great time of year. Basketball fans, hang in there now. I'm going to crank it up next weekend. So get to you. I know we got games tonight. I'm just trying to I'm, I'm trying to get to football, get a clean break, and then we'll just pour it on next weekend and move forward. So stay with us. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk some college basketball. Jevin Redmond, the voice of the University of Evansville. Aces joins me. Jevin, thanks so much for the call. Aces, 93-74 winners over Southeast Missouri. They're the hottest team in college basketball right now. All right, so I'm going to start the trivia question. We'll see if you can get it right, okay? When's the last time oh, Evansville what? started? Do it. No, go ahead. I, I'm going to, I, I think I'll get this, but go ahead. Okay. okay. So last time Evansville was 6-0, and can you name the season? Uh, can I name the season? Let me do it this way: Was was Arid Arid McCutcheon coaching, or was Marty coaching? It was not Marty. Was it Arid? It was. Yeah, are you impressed yet? <laughs> so, nineteen sixty four, sixty five season. The last time Evansville started six and zero, they. Had several seasons since then. They started five and zero. They've had some pretty good teams since then, but right. um, start, started six and zero and really an impressive weekend. They were in Chattanooga playing an MTE. 
Um, I'm going to start real quick with the game yeah. on Friday. They're, they're taking on Chattanooga, a team that was receiving votes in the yeah. AC top 25. They were undefeated. Bob, they were down 20 points, 11 minutes to go. They force overtime and win an overtime, 85-77. Um, ben Humrykhaus, one of their transfers, was incredible. He had 28 points, played 43 minutes. And then today they take care of Southeast Missouri State pretty easily, 93-74. And again, Ben Humrykhaus had 27 points in 37 minutes. So a big weekend for him. Um, Aces team is firing on all cylinders. They're a deep group. Uh, they have 10 new faces this year. And really, they can play They can play probably 11 guys if they wanted to. Of course, that's tough to do throughout the season. Mm-hmm. They're playing eight or nine guys right now. But it's a deep team, and it is certainly a lot of fun because the last two years have been a struggle. You know, 11 combined wins the last two years and already six this year. It's an amazing job that David Raglan has done. I, I don't think people can understand how big this really is and what he's doing and how amazing it is. No, it really is. And I get asked the question, you know, simply, well, what's the difference this year? And you, know, you have to find some diamonds in the rough along the way when you're at a mid-major to win. And, and they've certainly done that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with, you know, Ben Humrykhaus. He was at Huntington University in a IA school last year, averaged 13 points. He's a six nine forward. Really, he's more of a guard, but he handles contact so well. Um, he's just, he's almost like a machine. I mean, he hardly ever messes up, just very fundamentally sound. He was 11 or 13 shooting today. Another guy they found is a 6'10 freshman forward from Australia, Joshua Hughes. He had 21 points today. Um, he's averaging about eight and six for Evans off the bench. But he's a guy that, for head coach David Raglan, the staff, Coach Raglan said it, he is much better than they thought he would be. So they've been pleasantly surprised by him. But mm-hmm. uh, just the height of this team, Bob, they can play a lineup of five guys consistently that are 6'5 or taller. So we talk about positionless basketball wow. offensively, but also right. defensively. They can switch everything five ways. And, you know, at times they'll have, you know, three, six, nine or taller guys. They're protecting the rim. And wow. defensively they continue to improve. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, I mean, it's night and day compared to what this program has seen really the last decade. Hey, I wish I had more time. we got to do this next weekend, okay? Absolutely. Promise yep, me we'll right. talk Aces basketball. Jeb and yeah, I appreciate the call and continued, yeah, continued success to the Aces. Thanks for your time. Yep, yep. See you, Bob. Take care. Coming up, more basketball and football on Indiana Sports Talk.